This is Fam. And this is Jonesy, White Belt for Life. And we are... The Twin Vipers. Podcast about martial arts and action movies. Jonesy, what's up, dude? What is up, Fam? I am, uh, I am ready to throw another banger into the fire for today's episode because this might be my top three martial arts movies of all time. Right. This is this is this one uh, I enjoy as well. You you thought Jonesy's favorite was the one, but it's not. It's actually yeah. this one. Only I could give that movie that much praise. I might be the last the one fan in the multiverse. I mean, the numbers for the one look good, so you you know you might have sparked the one uh, nostalgia in people's minds. <laughs> Gently's on the, the one revival. The streaming numbers go up just because of us. Oh, there's no way. Jack, call me. <laughs> Yeah, we're bringing it back, baby. Oh my gosh, uh, Jonesy, have you been watching anything lately? Have you seen? Anything I have. Lately? I have uh, several episodes. I talked about uh, rewatching Daredevil, and so I sure. just finally got the season two. I'm here to tell you, just as good as season one. Okay. Uh, the hallway fight is wonderful. John Bernthal's portrayal of the Punisher gets a lot of, uh, I'll say, gets a lot of ragging. Some socials, I, I enjoy it. I like him in every almost everything he does. That dude is just uh, some so kind of intense. And then outside of him, just seeing him in interviews, he's like super chill. And I'm like, man, this guy's all right. John Barenthal's all right. Yeah, I think I fall in the minority of people who love John Barenthal as the Punisher, but you know, to each. Thing. I I think I think it totally fits. I mean, you know, you have you're comparing him and then Thomas Jane. So and then the the guy from the Warzone one, which I forgot who that was. I have He's to actually ask a big it, game actor. Have you ever seen the Punisher short film Dirty Laundry? You can find it on YouTube. No, it's yes, totally free. I did. Yeah. So that was the Thomas Jane wanted to do the role, or it was like a fan made by him or something like that. I, I know he collabed with uh, a director who did like um, that like rated M Power Rangers remake that was like shuffling around the internet a couple years ago. Yeah, that was dope. with uh with uh what's her name who I love that was in Longmire. Why can't her name? Katie Sackoff. Katie Sackoff as right. one of the original Power Rangers. What a great! Uh, if you watched it as a kid, that was a right. great remake. But Dirty Laundry with Thomas Jane, that was the Punisher movie we needed. Wish that got a made. Would have got made into a feature. I mean. I don't. Do you think they really pushed? All right, so now we're gauging Punisher movies. Cause I don't think we'll ever do a Punisher movie episode. So the content they came for when they selected this, this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's an action movie. I mean, it it's in and, and you know it tracks. We got you know we're allowed. No, hundred percent. So Thomas Jane, who is the other guy? That guy's good. That thing's gonna drive me nuts. And like he he is in the Thor movies. I hate myself. Yeah, he plays a. Uh, not Fandral, uh, Volstagg. Yes. And, uh, I actually, the, I like Warzone for the ridiculous. Ray Stevenson. Like, Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Ray's great. So I like Warzone just because it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's literally a scene where these guys are parkouring on top of roofs and then one gets shot in midair from a missile launcher, which is wild. So that's the one I always remember. The Thomas Jane one. God, what was it? It was like him and John Travolta, wasn't it? Yeah, Travolta plays the uh, main antagonist. Right. So if you, so you would want, so out of your Punishers, you are a Thomas Jane guy. 
Oh no, I'm I, I'm a Burnthal guy. Okay, like if it, I have to it, rank them, it. it's probably Burnthal, Stevenson, and Thomas Jane. But Thomas I, in the rear. but I love. But if you were to, if Thomas Jane had a full Dirty Laundry movie, he would probably be number one. Like if they did that gritty, violent Punisher movie as a feature, that would be the one that I would probably revere. Above the rest. Sure, but and also when, when, whenever awesome. they do those small like teaser things, it's going to be good just because it's short, I guess, if that makes any sense. Like it's very like condensed. Yeah. I, so. I kind of love 20 minutes that are just like one thought that, you know, the director had that one story to tell and wanted to tell it 100% quality wise as opposed to a two hour feature where they're trying to fill in time to get people to come see it. Right. Absolutely. And they're not, they don't, there's no studio notes where it's like, you need to make the Punisher more accessible. And you're like, have you ever read the Punisher? Because, Pun- yeah, Punisher's books are wild. Nobody's going to bring their kids to see the Punisher on a Sunday matinee. No, no. Do you feel like Daredevil's your go to comfort show? I, you think- watch, you watch, you, you, you rewatch it a bit. So I would have to say yes. A- anyone who knows me knows that Daredevil's probably my most collected and revered comic ever since I was a kid. Okay. Uh, so to see it uh, done so well, because like all I had was like the Ben Affleck movie or like the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. That was Hulk, all right. The, tri- that the Trial of the right. Incredible Hulk was a movie I wore out when I was a kid that had okay. the first live action Daredevil. Uh-huh. Um, sad I never got that spit off. But no, the Netflix show. I mean, Charlie. Does anyone think Charlie Cox is not amazing as Matt Murdock? No, again, and I think we've talked about Charlie Cox on a previous episode. But yeah, I like him in almost anything that he does. He's just a super chill dude. I think like so. I guess they're starting to film or get ready to film his new, um, the yeah, new series Born again. for him, Born Again, and he's like literally in MMA training right now. Which I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, have you seen the Instagram photos? Like he's he's definitely doing jujitsu hardcore to get ready for this show. Yeah, him and him and Tom Hardy, man. Tom Hardy's like literally out there. Just imagine, like I've been reading the story. So Tom Hardy's been just showing up to like Brazilian jujitsu competitions and winning and like overseas. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty like he's a, a purple belt, right? Pretty high right. level. Yeah, yeah, he's he's up there, but. Just him constantly like meddling is is insane. Like think, <laughs> Josie, imagine that. So he's like, I'm just gonna go to this competition, and you look across at you, and Tom fucking Hardy. Now I would is, tap out. Fucking Bane is gonna like yeah. come for your ass. Yeah, no, I'm out. Uh, you only is- <laughs> adopted the dog. No way, dude. That guy's gonna no. kill me in a jujitsu. No, he's gonna bend one finger. I'm gonna tap and just leave. Like yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get choked out by him. Like, no, that's not happening. But no, he's a he's proficient at the you know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he's doing fairly well. So props to him, man. He's not like doing it for a role. He's just like I want to learn this new skill, and I'm going to be good at this new skill. But yeah, I'm freaking no. I'm looking across the corner. I'm like, nah, man. I ain't having freaking you know Bane choke me out. Pass. I've had the the benefit of uh, rolling with a Jiu-Jitsu blue belt. Mm-hmm. Blue belt, my it's a mid rank. I think it's because sure. white. Blue, green, purple, brown, black. Not a lot of belt system in jujitsu. And a blue belt, I, I was like, I could have been a raggedy Andy doll. And I was right. heavier than he was. And he, uh, like, you know, I was kind of getting into wrestling and side control and, and things on the ground. And I really enjoyed it. But this guy, like, it, it's like learning superpowers for real. Right. Like, 
I couldn't even describe how he was able to choke me out or get me. In a, you ever been in a heel hook? Talk about the no. worst pain in your entire life where they, they straighten your ankle bone and twist. And it's excruciatingly painful. So, yeah, you don't mess with jujitsu, guys. I mean, not, I mean, it's not an art that works in every situation, but. You know, if you're on the ground with somebody, you're you're pretty much a two year old toddler. Like you're going to get manhandled, right? But also think of the shock of I'm sitting or standing across from Tom Hardy. Oh no! I, nowhere. No way. I can. No, I would but be, then, so I feel like you. I feel like it would run through the roller coaster. You'd be like, you, you know, you like start going down of like, oh crap, I'm against Tom Hardy. But then you like raise up. You're like, oh shit, I'm across from Tom Hardy. If I choke him out, like. What, the stories I can tell for the rest of my life, oh, and then you're going back down the roller coaster of, yeah. oh, he kicked my ass. Sorry, Tom Hardy. Right. You're just Tom Har- Hardy fodder at this point. Right. Just some somebody else he's choked out in jujitsu. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like one off the list. Let's go. So let's talk about tonight's movie, Jonesy. Okay. It's not about jujitsu. What nope. are we talking about tonight? We're talking about Donnie Yen's first foray. As Yip Man, the uh, grandmaster of the Wing Chun uh, martial arts system, the uh, I hope at this point famous master of Bruce Lee, uh, who started him on the path of uh, Wing Chun, which he would use as the base ingredient for Jeet Kune Do, uh, his famous personal homegrown martial art, and basically this. Episode of Yip Man, because there's four in the in the in the franchise thus far, is the early days. It's him when he was a kind of well-off aristocrat, his fall from grace after the Japanese invasion of China, and his dedication to Fatsun, which is the town he grew up in, his love of the people, and ultimately his defiance of the uh, Japanese occupation. Uh, all through the semi-serious lens of a Hong Kong martial arts film. Everybody who wants to get into martial arts, I start off uh, recommending this film. It's Donnie Yen at his fastest, at his most controlled, and basically it's out of the four movies, got the has the most westernized story that people can get behind. You know, guy is rich and powerful, falls from grace, comes back up with the support of the people, and ultimately triumphs, right, over the uh, the antagonistic kind of egotistical bad guy that we all kind of come to know and love in martial arts movies. It's a hell of a summary. Yeah. This movie I get poetic when I talk about Yip Man. You know, I can't just no, this, and, detail. This, and, and this is... Uh, the type of martial art that you actually trained in to a point, yeah, correct? I tra- I trained under Sifu Jeff Keller, uh, Keller, excuse me, who was a at a time an amateur kickboxer, and then he graduated to Wing Chun at a at a middle age, and I was lucky enough to train with him, and and his philosophy was a lot like um, uh, the real Yip Man. He would bring in wrestlers and uh, judo players and jujitsu players and a guy who knew capoeira to test the system. And to kind of throw everything he could think of at us. And I'm very, very grateful for the time I get to spend with him. So just, I, I just asked that to Jonesy to explain that, just to say that this is in Jonesy's heart. My heart, my mind, my spirit. He's definitely into this one. Um, so this movie, 
and I agree with you. It's a great example of like a first time martial arts movie because it's very kind of self-explanatory. There's not much to it. This movie is very much a movie in two parts, uh, basically like two big stories in one. So initially with the first part of this movie, we're in the city. Uh, there are basically, for some reason, man, they decided to put all the martial arts gyms in one food court-esque I circle love it. area in the beginning. It's so it's so dumb. It's like, yeah, it's so like this area was zoned for martial arts and they all just ended up there. So a big celebration. There's a lot of like peacocking with all the different uh, schools, you know, wanting to display that there is, is like the best or theirs is the, you know, the best martial arts to take with, you know, their students. So. It's a lot of like comparing and stuff like that in the beginning, but but it's a great scene where everybody's just kind of enjoying the festival and having a good time. We move quickly to a fight where it mom's in his house. One of the uh, masters decides to come by and, and wants to actually test himself. Now, Itmon, you know, he doesn't have his own school, so he's not really out there like show, very showy. He's very much to himself, cares about his family, you know, cares about his wife, just kind of like wants to chill in his home, that kind of thing. Everybody and his knows wife it. is not super keen on him being this martial arts savant either. No, no. Which she is just a wants great him. theme running through the movie. She, I feel like she's like wants him to retire enough to deal with any of this anymore. And in, to a mindset, he kind of – I think he kind of wants that too. He kind of just wants to leave it in the past. But everybody knows this is the guy – this is the this is the toughest guy in the city, regardless. So uh, there's one point where one of the masters, he's like, I want to push myself against it. Comes over to his house. Mind you, they're like eating. And the master's like, I'll wait. And he's like, Do you want to eat as well? So literally he's at he's he's challenged it to a friendly duel, but he's feeding him. Like, what do we <laughs> I just always laugh at that part. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm not trying to feed this ass whooping. I'm not trying to like make him stronger with my food to get beat. But he's not thinking of it that way. He's thinking of it like, you know, be cordial. He's a guest in your house. You know, just take care of him. It's very like, very like old school way, and it's a very like cool way to think about it. So I, I, I like this. That. Yeah, this sequence is so good for two reasons. So Yipma was known for kind of being stoic, and uh, very proper. And there's a great story where um, Bruce had come to Yip Man and, you know, was about to leave for the States. And, um, you know, they, they had a troubled relationship. And Yip opened the door. And Bruce took it to mean that it, it, he wanted him to leave. But Yip Man stoically meant, you know, you the choice is yours. You could stay or you can leave. Stay here with me and finish uh, the system, which Bruce famously uh, never did. Um, or you can, you know, leave and, and leave the school and he chose to leave. But that underscores kind of like how your mom was not an emotional guy who was going to interact with you in a way maybe that, that you desired. And that, that was his reputation. Uh, as, I mean, famously his reputation. So who knows if it was true or not? I mean, the, the sure. gentleman has passed for quite some time. Uh, but they illustrate it here as uh, a facet of his aristocracy. And even when they go into the, the friendly uh, sparring match, it's basically uh, Sidham Tao's greatest hits. And so for people who don't study Wing Chun or don't know much about it, uh, Wing Chun is a martial art taught in three phases. The first phase is Sidham Tao, which is kind of translates to little idea. It's basically the best things for fighting up front. And it's based on what you would call a kata in, uh, in karate, but mm. it's basically a form 
that is meant to teach you muscle memory. And they do, they basically go through the entire Sidam Tao in this first fight. So right off the bat, the first scene is an homage to Yip Man on how he's known and the art form he made popular. So for a student, like as an Easter egg, probably the best opening you could ask for in a Wing Chun movie. Yeah, because it's a very respectful fight, even though it is kind of a duel. Doors are closed. They're doing this within secret because Ip's not trying to do this to be showy, to be like, hey, I can beat this guy. He's like, he wants to come over and, and test his skill. Let's, you know, roll with him and see what he's kind of got. And Ip just kind of toys with him the entire time. He's very much like, you know, pulling his punches, blocking his shots, like just kind of walks him around, even like hits him a little bit. And he asks, like, are you OK? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, the other master does, but um, does it all in secret just to just to doing it for the master to kind of, you know, see where he's set at, you know, within his martial arts skill. And he also kind of I feel like at times kind of like make him more driven to be like, there is another step. You're not there yet. So keep, you know, the master is also a teacher or master is also a student. So that kind of that kind of thing. So and and they do this this dual it's kind of a fun, quick duel, uh, you know, in the house when no one sees, unless you're trying to get a kite from a tree. Yeah. So true Hong Kong movie fashion, there's got to be an element of ridiculous to the movie. So one of the uh, the other students uh, in Fat Sun loses a kite, as one does, on the tree above Yiban's garden wall. He climbs the garden, peers in, and sees... Yip basically wiping the floor with this other martial arts master and tells everyone that will listen that yep. Yip Man's the greatest. I saw it happen. Uh, and he's the true, you know, Kung Fu master of Fatson. Yep. So that happens. The next part of, of kind of the first half of the movie is there is an outsider or an outside group that is coming in basically to kind of test themselves against all the masters and see how the good they are, are actually, and to kind of show their dominance. So they end up in like the middle food court martial arts area and they challenge, like go to each school and challenge each master. And one of the masters doesn't take him seriously and he just beats him. So this is Jen. This is the outside kind of like, yeah, I will know, love this character. Jen's and I, great. I, and I love the actor. He also is in the other Yip Man fr- uh, franchise, Grandmaster. So a little bit of uh, MCU crossover. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, he makes he Yip makes Bond, a, uh multiverse. But uh, my favorite of that kind of uh, the fight in the square is the response of the Dragon School, where they're is it like the second uh, one. Yeah, where, the, where they're like, you know what, our master's actually not here. Oh <laughs> yeah. So the first fight is I always got to talk about the second one. So he challenges one school, beats the guy down. Like, no, no, you know, no contest at all. Second school, he goes, mind you, he's fighting hand to hand. Second school, the guy decides to use a spear. Like, this was no longer fighting. He's like, no, yeah. son, I got to stab you to death. To, and he doesn't, he's point. not pulling his punches either. He's legitimately trying to stab this sparring session, you know. Absolutely. Spar, where sparring partner to death. Where Jin uh, uses a kind of a, a broadsword or, you know, just a thicker short sword and just slaps him around with it. And he's like, he literally tells him at the end, he's like, what are you trying to do? Cut me up? Like, what are we doing? I'm just having like friendly challenges. And yes, and then the next school is like, the what is it? Was it the dragon? It's the dragon school. 
Dragon School is like, like our eh, masters, our not masters here. not here. <laughs> Mind you, like they're they're got they got the best geese. Right. Like they're looking sick. They're, you know, it's all Their uniforms show, are yeah, tight. Yeah. The uniforms tight, man. We are just looking good. You want to fight? Nah. Pass. I it's, I think that is a perfect uh parody of like real life people that teach martial arts but never test the art. And there yeah. are a ton of schools like that, right? What do they call it? Mall ninja. Or yeah. uh, or or big dojos where people do these beautiful forms and uh, these perfect katas, but you know, in the end, they can't they can't fight. Right. It's very much like just for it looks cool in a video, but in a fighting style. Like right. no man, like you're open eighty five percent of the time. You're getting punched. Sorry. Um. So that happens. So Jin's just going through the 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 crowd. Uh. Someone makes it out to Ip. Uh, and says, hey, there's a guy that's beating up everybody. You should come out there. Ip decides not to, just to kind of like do his own thing. The uh, the master that dueled Ip in the first fight gets beat. And Jin and his crew are on their high horse. Like, no one can stop us. We could open a school here and show them up. Because literally, that's all they're doing. It's kind of like blatant advertisement of like, your masters aren't Jack. Because I whooped yeah. that ass. Come at my school. I can teach you how to win, which is it's marketing, I guess. And, I mean, that was a legit way to make a living back then in sure. Southern China was to be a martial arts master. Sure, because your students are going to lose faith in the, the the sensei that they're under and say, hey, you couldn't beat him. So why am I learning from the guy that got beat? Later, Jin finds out that the best one in the city was not even in that school's it. So... <laughs> Jin makes a trip to uh, Ip's house, challenges challenges the man in the house, in his own home. His wife, not having it, was like, you know what? You know, she was totally against it. He, She started, just started calling out his manhood, her, you know, calling out her. She's like, okay, do it, but do not break anything in my house. That, what, like, okay. what a badass way to put it. Like, that's got to scare you when the wife is like, fine, just please don't break my house when you do this. Instead of like take it outside or what, she's like, okay, this is going right. to happen. Yep. And you're going to mop the floor with this guy. Yep. So that fight proceeds. That's actually probably one of my favorite fights is them in the initially in the home, just because it's a lot of Jin's going for it, man. Jim's trying to, Jim's trying yeah. to send a message. He is, you know, physically just pushing on it. And Ip is just like throwing, like just throwing him around, just like, gracefully countering gracefully like just moving out of the way there's even one part where Jin actually takes a sword sword in the man's house yep. and it backs him down with a feather duster and that always like, back him down he kind of embarrasses him oh uh, yeah with this feather duster uh which miraculously survives several strikes with a chinese cavalry saber neither here nor there uh but it's a very strong is- feather duster this is probably my second favorite fight in the whole film, just because okay. Jin's actor is such a, and I think probably more than the other opponents in the film can match Donnie's speed and make it look right. Right. You know, there are other fights where, where you could, it's because Donnie himself is classically trained in Wushu and several martial arts. He is a jujitsu black belt. Uh, he studied MMA. He studied Muay Thai. So he has all of this, muscle memory speed or reflex like from a years of being martial artist and there's not many people that can kind of go toe to toe and make it look right 
Right. Like other movies he's done, like Flashpoint, uh, especially they got people that were his caliber and it looks great. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he 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 looks like he overpowers almost everyone. Like this right. this fight in his home is even a better match, I think, than the final fight, which yes, happens agreed. to be my favorite fight of the film. So basically, it hands Jin his ass in his own house. You know, he leaves with his tail between his legs. Everybody's... Oh, you saved the honor of the village and the martial arts and all that and, 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 and praise it, man, kind of thing. So the crowd, you know, the town's into it. They want to take care of him. And then the second half of this movie hits and it's a drastic shift. So basically the war yeah. happens around the area and it goes from a man with, you know, a beautiful home, um, loving family, everything's great to it, it, him and everybody else in that city is poverty. Yeah, they lose everything. They lose everything. Everything is is taken from them. Um, their house is now used, uh, you know, uh, was taken over during the war. They're sequestered to basically a small little hut that they're trying to scrap for rice just to feed themselves and the family. So it's a real drastic shift. You see in the beginning of the movie, you kind of see everybody's kind of doing martial arts. Uh, and then when it walks outside, all the kids are kind of playing with like fake guns. So it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a cool, not a cool, but it's a, it's a mental shift of, Oh, martial arts can't do it anymore. It's gone the way of the wayside. Now it's about, yeah. you know, ammunition kind of deal. Um, he then, we then get to a point where, um, Ip's trying to find work that, you know, he can't find work. He, you know, he finds that his, uh, his brother, right? Yeah. That runs the mill. Mm-hmm. His brother used money that Ip gave him to kind of run a mill. They're taking it over, or, you know, that he's there to basically just give workers, you know, a paycheck to help out the people in the city. And then Ip starts working in coal mines, which is like a really like, and he's a very prideful dude. He's kind of doesn't want it known that like he's kind of struggling like everybody else. So it's nothing to kind of be ashamed of, but he just, he's, you know, kind of just was, you know, really prideful like that. Yeah. He intentionally, he doesn't take quote the good work because he doesn't want to know that he is, he is so desperate to provide for his family. So he, he intentionally takes like the, the crappiest job that he could find right. that he, he fear, you know, he believes he won't be recognized at his first day on the, on the job. He is immediately recognized by an old student. I mean, the dude was wearing literally his like Kung Fu or his, his yeah, gear. So there's, and I was like, Come on, just bud. to let you know, there's zero costume changes for Donnie no. in this movie until the final uh, fight. It's his frog uh, button overcoat. And then his blue Kung Fu suit underneath. And that's it. No changes. Yeah, he yeah he was kind of hiding in plain sight, kind of deal. Even like where everybody was like, you know, moving coals. So he gets to basically he's basically like just doing like you know mining coal mining kind of work. There's a point where you know the Japanese are now going around and uh, the, the Japanese. I think he's a general. He's basically going around and asking for martial artists to yeah, kind to of, basically uh, train his elite troops or be. Cannon yeah, training dummies, I guess, is more accurate. They're not going to train them. They're just going to be bodies to, to ostensibly, we're going to fight for rice so you can feed your family. But, you know, we're also going to pummel you to death to get that bag of rice. So basically, this, uh, from the earlier parts of the movie, this Chinese policeman who's now an interpreter, who is a complete traitor, totally yep. is going there and getting anybody martial arts skill to kind of train against the 
Japanese. So, you know, the move is basically you fight in here. If you win, you get a bag of rice. Hey, easy peasy. Also, you know, they're using the anger of, of the Japanese have taken over this area. Don't you want to get be- them back for what they did? Come and fight. So they're kind of using both the acquisition of rice, also the, the kind of anger against them to their own benefit. So yeah, it's super inhumane, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. So they, uh, there's an initial group that goes there. And the first thing they see is the master from the first duel in the movie, um, who is fighting there, uh, you know, the Japanese trainees and winning and he wins a bag of rice. And, you know, he kind of says, thank you. And then like leaves kind of deal. The general is so stoked. He's like, I need to get in there and get some of this action. So he's like, pick three. One of the people is one of it man's friends from the coal mine. Who's part of the three. Uh, and he just wants vengeance, doesn't even want the rice. He's like, I just want to beat these guys for what they've taken from us. That fight was super quick because the other two were like, because win or lose, they would have gotten the rice. The general just kind of wanted to get in. The other two in there kind of got hit once and they're like, nope, we're done. Six, you know, pass. You know what I mean? Like, thanks. You know, we're just going to take this rice and keep moving. You are stronger than us. And this general was like, you know, totally okay with that. The one of it man's friends pushed it, man. It pushed it so hard that he got himself killed. This is probably the turning point for the character in the movie. Yes. When he sees his friend die. So he doesn't, well, the friend goes missing. Oh, yes. That part as well. So the friend goes missing. He, the next day, Ip is basically like, hey, where is he? Where is he? And the interpreter, traitor man was like, oh, I don't know where he is. So Ip kind of figure out what's happened to him. He's like, no, you're, he's, he's like, you're taking me next. I'm going to this thing. The guy's like, no, you shouldn't, but. You know, Ip is very determined to go. But the movie has to happen, so he goes. But the movie has to happen, so it goes. So Ip goes. He sees, again, the first master from, you know, the initial duel. He fights. So he fights, wins his bag. Because he's a master, he's doing very well. So he kind of gets... I don't know if cocky's the word. Uh, no, I, I would agree. He gets oh, definitely so cocky he gets, about it. Right. So he gets... He's like, sick. I'm winning against ones on one on one. Let's take... Let's go three on one. I bet you I could come back with three bags of rice. Let's go. Fights three, cannot fight three. He fights three, he gets beat. And then he goes to their bag of rice. And he is then killed. The gen- Not the general's plan, but his kind of lackey kind of shoots him. And that's was a really heartbreaking thing for it to see. Because yeah. it was kind of in the crowd. That's what he decides he's going to fight back. So, he saw red, and oh, then yeah. it's over. There's a, probably in the most YouTubed, uh, searched fight of this entire franchise... He calls out for 10 men and yes. then proceeds to buzzsaw through all 10 of them. So mind you, yeah, this was kind of the movie. And, and I kind of always say I have moments where like it gets real and you kind of know what this movie is about. This is this is the fight that did it. So yeah, it for the entirety of this movie, any fight that he was doing, he was kind of always pulling his punches. You knew he could do more damage, but he was kind of doing it for like the benefit of the other person. There wasn't even even at the danger of Jin fighting in his house, the danger of his family. He knew he was better, and he pulled punches. He could have like not hit him with a feather duster, but he totally did to like kind of like slow the man down. You know what I mean? Yeah. This one, he's like he saw red. His friend died. I'm taking all of you out, and he definitely took all of them out. Yeah, the famous Wing Chun uh, chain punch. When yes. he uh, when he literally punches a guy from the standing position all the way down into the uh, the laying position, then breaks his leg like in half. So yeah, there was a guy. 
mind you, these tradees, this they they just getting their ass handed to them. Yeah, there's a guy that basically tried to do an axe kick. It caught it on the shoulder and then slid down and wishboned his legs. So like, oh, mind you, nothing so, and the sound in the is entire so movie. Gross. It's so bad. <laughs> nothing in the movie has led anything to this. And this just gets, but this just shows how crazy real it gets. Right, the chain punching. There's one moment where he is chain punching someone from the standing position to them literally collapsing at the knee over and just keeps going. Mind you, all the chain punches he was doing before he was pulling, he was barely tapping yeah. him. He was doing the motions of the chains. He was doing the speed of the chains. No connection. Here, connecting every single quick hit to just the veracity of, like, bloody knuckles. He was not taking anything from any of these people. And there's one part near the end where he knocks down nine, and there's the last guy. And I'm like, man, throw in the towel. Walk away. You don't need this. And that guy wanted in, and that guy got chain punched in the head a lot. It's because of this scene that chain punching was not allowed at our class. <laughs> it was not allowed at our school. It's not it's a like, super effective uh, technique. It's really meant sure. to be a finisher. Like right. if you already have someone on the ropes, you know, then you're going to pummel them and kind of finish off what you got going on. It, right. But at our school, it got to a point where people like it would be an opener that people would just stand to the side and let you chain punch <laughs> into the air. I mean, so. <laughs> Yeah. Change punch, get but tired, kick him in the gut. In, in this scene, it's like, oh, the, no one can beat this technique. Everyone's dying by chain punch. Because I think that move is very, the spectacle of that move is very cool oh, to see. It looks amazing. We used to yeah. have a joke where it's like, oh, you belong on the cover of Wing Chun magazine. It's probably because you were doing it wrong. Right. Like you were trying to look cool, but you could never make the technique work. Right. That move is awesome looking, but yeah, I don't think that that's got real world stakes. Nah. So, um, no jujitsu guy is going to be intimidated by your chain punch. No, sure. you're going to grab one arm, stop the chain, yeah. and then kill you. You can't, you can't punch your way through a double leg takedown. No, he's <laughs> like, just like paddling like a dog trying to get away. No, it's not <laughs> happening. So he 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 beats them all. General's impressed. Um, Gives him the 10 bags of rice. He doesn't want it. He just wants the one bloody bag of rice, which he then gives to the the master's family, which I kind of would have given him the clean bag of rice, but I get the metaphor. Right. Because um, they're not eating the bloody rice. But yeah. I um, would hope not. I would hope not either. But the next big kind of martial arts moment in the movie is the the mill that his brother owns. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's later attacked by Jin's crew. So Jen Cruz goes in, basically steals a lot of the merchant, a lot of the materials and says, hey, you want this back? I'm going to need money and beats up everybody in, you know, the his brother's mill beats up his nephew, which that nephew is kind of annoying to begin with. So, I mean, it's all yeah, right. Yeah, I, I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> no, no. Basically, that kid, uh, you know, tried to do a martial arts stance. and got punched in the gut. <laughs> and then he's like, yep, don't do that again, kid. It then... And mind you, he's been against training anybody this entire time. He never wanted open school, never wanted to do this for profit. But he saw the need of, hey, these mill workers are getting their asses kicked. Let's teach them something. So yep. there, there's a quick montage of, you know, them learning, you know, uh, Wing Chun in like a day and a half. Sure. To basically defend themselves against the the oncoming fight, which then happens later. Uh, Jin's army come back and, you know, the... All of a sudden, they're... Their Sidham Tao is enough to stop fully trained martial artists. Yeah, no, they're 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 unstoppable until they're stoppable. So they literally <laughs> block some shots and then just got their asses kicked. What, what a um, way to put it. Well, I mean, totally. 
Yeah, so then Ip Man comes and kind of like evens the odds. And by even the odds means he's immediately walks in, punches a dude in the back of the head, and then starts beating everybody's ass. So like no one is so like no one is kind of holding their own. It's just it versus everybody, and it wins because it's it, man. So yeah, you gotta win your own movie. I mean, that's kind of the rules. Yeah, no, totally. But he's just so over. He's just overpowering everybody. Yeah, and and Jin is even to the point where like I enjoy the character of Jin too because he's this is, this is going to sound like it makes no sense. He's honorable, but in a dishonorable way. Like yeah. he's he's fighting to survive. He wanted to kind of open his own school, and he's kind of doing what he can. He's not like dirty. He's not like, oh, I'm just going to like hold someone hostage or like that. Da, da, da. Like I want to fight. He loses every fight, but he just, he just kind of wants to fight. So it's kind of what happens here. You see a lot of like awesome, like bow work from, from yeah, Donnie the, in this. The seven foot pole is one of the uh, classic Wing Chun weapons, one of the traditional weapons. So to see it used in the movie is great. Uh, just to let you know, I was terrible at it, in case you were wondering. Uh, you know, Jonesy, <laughs> okay. how are you at seven foot pole? Uh, terrible, <laughs> awful. Something like that with that kind of distance, it's more of like a whip than it is a pole. Oh, yeah, it, it's meant, you know, the, the four or five origins of Wing Chun, some are romantic, some are actual or factual. It was meant to be the paddle of a boat. You know, Wing Chun is, you know, in, in most occasions, a close quarter combat and sometimes meant to be used on the deck of a ship that, you know, could be moving and and swaying and your weapon of choice might be the short blade on your hip, but probably your seven foot pole you're using to move your boat through a uh, a harbor or whatever so usually like any old traditional kung fu or karate and and things like that the weapons are based on implements you have at hand not not many of these folks had a sword or a spear or something like that handy you know during these these times right so he's just wielding it around like a master beating everybody up jin jin jin's running i can attest it hurts to get hit by yeah, man, it's a big ass freaking pole. <laughs> a lot of leverage with that thing. Yeah, it that's hurts. gotta that's gotta suck. That's gotta suck, and then you see it coming from like seven feet away is the problem. You're just yeah, like, you know that. there's like, you know that oh, I sucks. can't move at all. This is no. it's gonna hurt. Oh, this pole's gonna hit me right in the head. So that happens, uh, and then the kind of everything builds up to kind of to the last remaining fight, which is basically the general wants it back because he feels like he's the actual test for him because yeah. he's so much better than any of the fighters. He's a black belt in karate, General Mora. He's like, yep. you know, the guy, the go-to guy. Absolutely. So it gets captured and then kind of imprisoned because the general wants this fight. So Ip is very much like a hero to his entire city. The general wants to kind of like, you know, show a sign of weakness, whereas they are, he wants to beat up their hero in front of everybody. Yeah, he, he wants to beat the morale more than he wants to beat... Absol- yeah. Absolutely. So he then sets up an elevated uh, stage. It's an elevated area where he's going to fight Ip in front of the entire city. So he gets there, and Jonesy is this... This is the final fight, but Jonesy, is this, this your favorite fight? This, this is absolutely my favorite fight. It's so beautifully shot. So the Jong, the training dummy... Is an important part of Wing Chun uh, training because it allows you to test your angles, which in Wing Chun is, is super important to pull off your technique, especially in close quarters. So it's, I mean, it's probably synonymous with Wing Chun as part of the training. And a lot of people don't understand it and mock it, but to work on it can be beautiful to watch. So in this fight, they cut scenes with him doing the first uh, dummy form 
with his actual fight with General uh, Mora, and it allows you to see the practical application of the dummy form itself, which I think is, is gorgeously intercut through the actual choreography of the final fight. And his use of the the Wing Chun close quarters kick and the, the Bong Sao, which is the wing arm, the turning arm he does to uh, deflect the kind of karate punches of the general. I mean, it looks so great. Yeah, the this fight was very it was very much on display even though the general was no match for it. No. Like it. this was a this was complete this is the final fight and this was a completely one like Jin had more of a shot than the general. There 100%. is one part there is one part though that I really love where um basically the general is pushing it to the corner to the side. He does a rebound, like catches, grabs a side, does a split, and then does an up kick to kind of like knock the general away, which the general does not see coming. I thought that was just a great like move by him, just a great counter, you know, for the constant pressure that the the general was going. But once Ip started finding his weaknesses, it wasn't even like a one for one like general yeah. than Ip. Ip, he, like, Ip was like a, it was like a four to one. Like the general may have gotten something in, but nothing like detrimental contact and it was just pinning into the wall and like you said with the with the with the dummy the inner that scene was great you know looking back at the older clips because he was just he was pushed up again the general was pushed up against a pole and he was just going off yeah general was not blocking anything he was literally a dummy like he, could, he was inside work. his guard there's nothing he can do yeah. like once yip got into close quarters of where the art itself shines the that was it like he was gonna let the general reset distance He's in his place of power within that range. Right. And it's it's Wing Chun on display. It's an amazing scene. It's an amazing kind of final battle. And it, it, it kind of rallies, you know, the city to say, hey, you know, we're still here and, you know, we still have some power. And the movie kind of happens where one of the lackeys or the general's lackeys shoots Ip, which is nuts. But Yeah, because, you know, they're cowards. They're relying exactly. on those those mechanical advances. Exactly. And then uh, it's kind of where the story, the movie ends. You know, we do get an update that Ip and his family, you know, do make it out of the city, which is, you know, leads to, you know, him teaching later on in life. But yeah, that's kind of it for the movie. But uh, honestly, it's a, I really enjoy this movie because number one, it's kind of two movies in one. And number two, you definitely yeah. see the rise and the fall of, of a person. And, but he's kind of like the same person through the entire thing. It's it's a it's the most martial arts movie that is in the sense of also it's not like a folk tale lore kind of thing. These are the events that actually you know to a point kind of happened. Yeah, and it, like if you, goes through. It, it's not a hundred percent more. It's more like based on a true story because some of the uh, the events are fictionalized. Sure. But if you were to watch the Grandmaster, the other Yip Man movie, like that is that is pure fantasy. Like this is definitely the more grounded of the two, and definitely exposes the good sides of Yip Man and how, you know what I mean? Got it. The the character traits that really make you admire the man. Absolutely. That Grandmaster so, is great action, but this this is the superior of the two franchises. This is this is definitely a easy again like we said in the beginning an easy if you just want to start or you want to watch a martial arts movie, this is definitely a good watch. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. So Jonesy star rating uh, I mean, what are you giving it, man? Five banger. I mean, that you could tell the whole time we talked about it. This is the Wing Chun movie from a guy who studied Wing Chun. If I don't give it five stars, I think they take my card back. 
So, you know, I, I have to give it Come to your stars. house. <laughs> and I need my shit back, please. Yeah. I'll be someone's um, trading dummy if I don't uh, for sure. if I don't give it five stars. For me, this is also a five star. It's 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 kind of what you want in a martial arts movie. And it's very Yeah. It's not too it's not too crazy. It's not too like it's just very simple storytelling. And just the martial arts in it are amazing. Even though, like I said, one of the, a lot of the fights are very one sided. I do love the um awakening and it, you know, when he yeah. sees his friend his friends die and then just unleashing on all these other Dag, fighters. Him getting over his aloofness is so is such a great turning point in this movie. Sure, but you also see a lot about the man, about he's very prideful. Like he won't take like a free lunch from his brother. He won't take a free job from his brother. Like I just I like the character a lot in this movie. And Donnie's does great. So double five banger. We did it two weeks in a row. Which is what we call streak people. So yeah, we, yeah man. We might we might do it three weeks in a row when we announce this next movie. Sure, Jonesy, what is the next movie for Twin Vipers? If you are a fan of Iron Chef, you might not know Come on, that man. Mark DeCascos <laughs> himself is a legendary 80s martial artist. And we're going to cover his seminal capoeira classic, Only the Strong. Only the Strong, after you hear this episode, the song... We'll just rattle in your mana head forever. Mana no way. Yeah. Mana no way, mana. <laughs> I will say, in the creation of Twin Vipers, this movie was always on the list just because it's yeah. forever. It's this was a, on the vision board. It's so yeah. goofy. I love it. Yeah, so... Um, I think Only the Strong is the underlying current on which the ship of Twin Vipers sails. Absolutely, because, you know, we want to hit movies from, you know, all decades kind of thing and, and this one was at the time definitely stood out i don't know if it's got the legs it does in the future but we'll find out next week so stay tuned so if you guys want to reach out to us twin vipers pod at gmail.com or twin vipers pod on twitter or instagram uh we also have a big cartel store if you want to look at any merch uh if you've ever somebody- desired a bruce lee inspired hoodie that that slaps Yes. That hoodie, great. I can attest as a hoodie owner, maybe my favorite hoodie. It's a great hoodie. It's getting cold out there, people. Trying to, you know, bundle up. We got a beanie in there, too, if you need a beanie. Twinvipers.bigcartel.com. Thank you, because I didn't remember the the address, so I appreciate that. Um, also, something I want to add, um, if you guys like the pod, uh, rate and review us, you know, on uh, you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'd be great. Also, it makes us stick out for other listeners to then check us out as well. So, you know, we appreciate it. So, we are going to end today with the one of the uh, 100 martial arts, Zen martial arts quotes. Today's quote is, a student's mentality in learning martial arts is to overcome one's problems. Ip Chung. Ip Chung, famous son of Yip Man. Yep, there you go. So, uh, Jonesy, anything you want to, you know, tell the people before we get out of here? No. Watch all four Yip Ma movies tonight after you watch, okay. listen to this episode. I think all I think all four will be on our list eventually. We do want to oh, talk 100%. about them. Because if we're in this, we're in this. Also, there's a kind of a side story one that I really enjoyed. But we'll get there. Again, again continuing the tradition of mention other movies in the, in the pod movie that you're talking about. So... <laughs> forever keeps going so for jonesy this is fam we're the twin vipers and we will see you next time 
This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Oh.